Lecture topic: Disunity through doubts and suspicion. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salat wa salam ala ibadihi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi al-Rahman al-Rahim. يا ايها الذين امنوا اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن ان بعض الظن اثم ولا تجسسوا ولا يغتب بعضكم بعضا ايحب احدكم ان ياكل لحم اخيه ميتا فكرهتموه واتقوا الله We often discuss the matter of Islah, of Tazkiyah. <coughs> and many a times when this is discussed, then it is discussed in the detail that this is all about the hearts. Tazkiyatul Qulub, the Tazkiyah and the rectification, the purification of the hearts. The heart is king, the king is in order then the rest of the subjects are in order as well. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Kareem Sallallahu highlights this that in the body is this limb, this organ If this is in order the entire body will be in order. And If this becomes corrupted then the entire body will go in the same direction. And then Nabi says, Allah al qalb, that take note, this is the heart. Everything boils down to what the heart is all about. So the aspect about Tazkiyah is to purify the heart from all the things that are not in keeping with getting closer to Allah Ta'ala all the things that become a barrier in the path of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala everything that Allah Ta'ala dislikes and detests and inculcating in the heart all the things that Allah Ta'ala loves so there are many things that are related to a person himself within himself what his heart is all about in terms of his own connection with Allah Ta'ala so there is now Taqwa in the heart, there's lillahiyat and khashiyat, there's ikhlas and sincerity, there is tawazu and humility within oneself, and likewise all the other great qualities that are required in a mu'min. But then there's another part to this, one is certain things that are related to a person himself. But then many of these things have an impact on how he relates to others. If a person has humility within himself, then from time to time there will be situations that will come about that humility will be the guiding factor that will guide him how to react, how to conduct himself, what to say, 
And many a times there is no chance to even think about what to do, what to say. The reactions are almost spontaneous. But then depending on what the condition of the heart is, those spontaneous actions and reactions will be likewise. There is humility in the heart. The heart is truly humbled before Allah Ta'ala. And the heart truly is filled with this feeling of I am nobody and nothing. Then on those occasions and in those situations where there isn't even a chance to think much. Forget think much, sometimes not even chance to think anything. And unfortunately, often we don't think despite the fact that there is a chance to think. Sometimes it might be something that it just requires an immediate reaction for some sort. But many a times, there is the opportunity or there is no need for an immediate response. There is ample time to think about something, to think about what is the right thing to say, what is the right thing to do. But the habit that has formed over time is, as they say, shoot first and ask questions later. First the person has fired, now he's asking the questions, but why you did this? It's already too late, now what's the point in asking questions now? So likewise, we speak first and then think later. Person blurts out things first and he thinks later. And now when he thinks later, he realizes not the thing to have said. But the damage is done. So in any case, now depending what the heart is all about, the heart has this humility in it, then those spontaneous reactions also will be humble. It will stem out of humility. It will stem out of that Tawazu within himself. And if the opposite is in it, if the opposite is in that heart, instead of Tawazu there is Takabbur, there is pride, there is arrogance, then all that needs also is a trigger. All it needs is a trigger for that to surface. So now the trigger just requires a slight touch and the next thing that shot is fired. So now what is in the heart just requires a trigger. And now that trigger, it releases the takabur. So now it expresses itself through the tongue, it expresses itself through the facial expressions, it expresses itself through the actions of the person now, what he does and how he goes about reacting to the situation. So now all this comes back to the aspect of what is in the heart. So what the heart will have is what we put into it. What a person fills into that heart, what he makes of that heart, is an effort to make everything else and the heart will get made without any effort, doesn't happen. And therefore in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا That person has succeeded who has purified the heart. There is an effort of purification. So he has undertaken that effort and purified the heart. Now he will succeed. So in any case, everything comes down to the heart. And now the heart is king. So just as the good things, whatever a person adorns his heart with all the good qualities, this brings him closer to Allah Ta'ala. So likewise, the opposite is there also. That just as Allah Ta'ala loves that he adorns his heart with all these wonderful and good qualities, 
of taqwa, of tawakkul, of tawazu and humility, of generosity, of forgiveness, of compassion, kindness, and all the other good qualities, on the other side, shaitan drags him towards and fills the heart with things that take him in the opposite direction. Allah Ta'ala loves that humility, and as a result, man tawada Allah rafa'ahu Allah, the one who humbles himself, Allah Ta'ala, Allah loves it so much, Allah will elevate him. Provided he is humbling himself for Allah alone. Allah loves this so much, Allah will elevate him. On the other side, shaitan doesn't have any affinity with this tawazu and humility. He is on the opposite extreme of things. He is full of pride and he loves to see somebody with pride. And he will whisper all kinds of things to make a person feel proud. And to make him fall into that same trap that he himself fell into. So shaitan will draw always in the opposite direction. Everything Allah Ta'ala loves and Allah Ta'ala calls towards, shaitan loves the opposite and shaitan calls towards the opposite and drags people towards the opposite. So Allah Ta'ala loves all those things that bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala and likewise, Allah Ta'ala loves that which brings people close to each other. Creates mahabba and love and good feeling and good relationship between people as well. Obviously within the limits of shariat. This is what Allah Ta'ala loves dearly. This is still the month of Zul Hijjah, though the days of Hajj have passed. But the highlights of Hajj, Hajjul Mabroor which we discussed about, before the days of Hajj, that which makes it mabroor, filled with virtue. The Sahaba inquired, what is this bir? What makes it virtuous? What makes it mabroor? So Nabi Islam said three things. Ifsha'u salam, making salam common. Now what does this do? That salam, that greeting one another with sincerity, in a cheerful manner, creates mahabba, creates brotherhood, creates this love, this bond, creates this good feeling. Somebody passes us and we greeted him and he didn't reply. Do we feel nothing about it? We just feel, okay, well, it's fine. Now he didn't reply, so what? It becomes a very big issue in the heart and mind now. Number one, what is his problem? And number two, if it's not his problem, then what is, what did I do wrong? And the whole day that will play in the mind. And perhaps till the next time, or till something sorts it out, and that will, Allah forbid, sometimes way it will finish off. And it's possible the person didn't even realize he made salam to him. He just passed, he was lost in some thought. But our mind will run. Why? Because we felt he didn't greet us. That greeting has such an impact. So now when the person greeted, he replied to the greeting. It has such a wonderful effect. It brings about this bond. What he did will only be realized in contrast. When somebody didn't greet or didn't reply to the greeting, what happens then? What kind of feelings come in the heart? Then we'll realize what the greeting does. So now the, among the very salient aspects of Hajj which make it mabroor, ifshaw salam, it'amut ta'am, feeding. Feeding has a natural impact of creating some bond. Person feeds somebody, creates some friendship, it creates a good feeling. This person has fed me, he invited me. Feel good about it. 
It creates a bond. That's the highlight of Hajj. Feeble kalam, talking in, sweet, in gentle words, talking sweet words, gentle manner of speaking with one another. What does this do? This creates a bond. Now Hajj, an international gathering. And this international gathering, the highlights of the Hajj are those things that create bonds, create this link and brotherhood between people who don't know each other from anybody, anywhere. One person has come from the north and one from the south, one from the east and one from the west. People from all different places haven't seen each other, don't know who they are, who the next person is, but he's being told, make salam. Feel if you, how much you can, whatever you can. Talk gently. All this will create this bond. Allah loves this so much that this became the highlight of Hajj. Hajj becomes first once in a lifetime. And such a great ibadat. And this is the highlight. This becomes clear that how much Allah Ta'ala loves this. And the opposite of this, fighting, quarreling, dissension, that became also part of the directives of Hajj. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجِّ فَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ The person now who has undertaken to perform Hajj, then he must not commit any sin, not do anything that is against the laws of Allah Ta'ala regarding Hajj, فَلَا رَفَثَ and وَلَا فُسُوقَ any sin, anything to do with ihram, and anything, any sin, and then the highlight again, وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ No quarreling and fighting and arguing etc. in Hajj. So now all this I can highlight how much Allah Ta'ala loves this brotherhood to be in place, this togetherness, loves that there is this bond, this mahabba. So just as Allah Ta'ala loves this, shaitan loves the opposite. Shaitan loves that there is some kind of problem. Shaitan loves that there is some dissension. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that Iblis puts out his throne, his whatever kind of throne it is, on the ocean and after he puts out the throne on the ocean he now waits for everybody, all the other smaller shayateen to come and give a report back what they did so how they now what achievements they brought back so one fellow says I made somebody steal for example well okay nothing so great to talk about but nevertheless somebody says that I made this person Masih Salah says, well, okay, fine, what else? Somebody says something, somebody says something, he just, okay, fine. Until one fellow comes and says that I created dissension between spouses. I started off an argument by putting some waswasa on one side and putting another waswasa on the other side and then escalated that and it became more intense and then it got worse and then the families on both sides got caught up into it and then one thing led to another and eventually they divorced. It led to talaq. Now Allah Ta'ala loves this mahabbat, this togetherness, this bond. Allah Ta'ala loves this so much that Allah Ta'ala made this the highlight of hajj. Nabi Salaam explained this. On this side, this is what shaitan loves so much. When he hears this, that this fellow created this difficulty and problem in the marriage, and then escalated it to the point where finally it led to divorce and talaq, he stands up and embraces that shaitan. And he says to him, you did something. 
you did something worthy of note. You have really achieved something. Now this is what Allah Ta'ala loves. And this is how much shaitan loves this. This is his first prize. This is what he takes to heart. He embraces the fellow. So now this is the choice a person has. Doing what Allah Ta'ala loves. Going on the path of Allah Ta'ala. What's going to become the means of gaining closeness to Allah Ta'ala. Or taking the path of shaitan and getting closer to shaitan. Becoming the friend of shaitan. So now Allah Ta'ala loves this tremendously. And shaitan loves this. So how does shaitan achieve this? Where does it start from? So there are many things. But one of the things that are among the chief weapons of shaitan. Shaitan got all his old arsenal of weapons as well. Uses different things for different people. But there's one very, very important weapon that he has, among others, that he uses to create this problem, this difficulty, this dissension, this quarreling and arguing and fighting. And that is what is known as Su'uzan. What is mentioned in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanujtanibu kathiram minadhan. They avoid many, many thoughts and suspicions. Inna ba'da dhanni is many thoughts. Some thoughts are okay, but many thoughts refrain from it. Why? Because inna ba'da dhanni is some thoughts are actual sin. And among them is this thought about having ill thoughts of the next person, no basis for it, no reality to it. There's no, we have no idea what the reality is. And neither are we bound to go and look for the reality. We are told to stop it right there. There is one level which is beyond a person's control. There are thoughts that come in the mind involuntarily. So now there's an involuntary negative thought that crossed the mind about somebody. It just crossed the mind. Involuntarily. That he is not accountable for. But if a person has made tazkiyah of the heart, as soon as these involuntary thoughts also come, in the involuntary thought of su'zan, badgumani, some suspicion, it might be an involuntary thought that will come regarding trying to incite some hasad, and jealousy for somebody. It will be some thought of pride where he is now looking down upon the next person, but involuntarily, something crossed his mind. Now either the heart, the heart is purified. Even in the pure heart, shaitan will put waswasa. Because only the Ambiyani Musalatu Salama Masum. But now, if that heart, the tazkiyah of that heart has been made, it will immediately detect that this is a problem. Again, nowadays all this very advanced technology. So now this technology now it can detect many many things. Which generally all the other tests also say no, I don't don't pick up. Now the very advanced test will pick it up. So now the advanced. So now it depends how advanced he has made his tasbihya. As soon as that involuntary thought comes through. If that tazkiyah is made, then the red lights will start flashing. 
that this is a thought of hasad. If I don't nip this in the bud, it will take root, then I'll really be involved in hasad. Right now it's just a thought, it's just something that is involuntary, it's a waswasa, it's something from shaitan, and it can't harm me, and I shouldn't bother about it, I should just ignore it. And just turn the heart and mind away from it. Now if that tazkiyah is made, that red light will start flashing immediately. One alarm will start ringing immediately. Some siren will go off. That beware now, this is shaitan's waswasa of hasad. This is shaitan putting the waswasa of badgumani, of suzan, of suspicion against somebody without any basis. So now I need to be alert. I need to stay very safe from this. And likewise, some thought of some haram, some lust, whatever else, as soon as shaitan starts whispering these things in the heart, if the tazkiyah is there, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is there, then these alarms will start ringing, the sirens will start going off, the lights will start flashing, the person will become alert, he'll start making istighfar, he'll start focusing towards his heart, focusing towards Allah Ta'ala. But if the tazkiyah is not made, he'll just run with it. And then he'll start fueling it with further thoughts, deliberately thinking giving it some kind of some further support with things which don't really support anything. But yes, this now makes sense now. The last time this person when I spoke to him, he was acting a little bit funny. That time he didn't think he was acting funny. Up to now he didn't think he was acting funny. Suddenly now another thought came, now suddenly he thought that was acting funny. Now he gave that support to this thought. And now that thought went further now. He found something else to support it. One thing after another, until that thought becomes a belief, it becomes a conviction in his mind and heart. And the reality sometimes and many times got no basis. But now he is so convinced about it, that no matter what somebody tries to convince him otherwise, that just further convinces him about what he is thinking. And this becomes such a deep, thing in his heart that he can't let go of it. This becomes the reality for him. Therefore in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi says, hadith. Beware of these suspicions. This is the worst lie. Got no feet to stand on. But it's a lie because it's in the mind, something that is now running and a person becomes convinced about it. And there's nothing behind it. And this is one of the chief weapons of shaitan. This is a seed. He plants the seed. It is this seed that then leads to hasad, for example. We started off with a bad thought, with suspicions. This person has evil intentions about... He read his intentions. He read his mind. He read his heart. What he read. But he's convinced. This person's got some evil intentions about me. This person wants to see my downfall. This person wants to see me in some trouble and problem. This person is plotting and planning against me. This person is weak. And sometimes, let alone some other stranger, this wasabis will come about, near and dear ones, the person will start having waswasas and doubts and some ill thoughts about his own parents, sometimes the parents against their own children, siblings against one another, immediate families start doubting one another to the point where then families are split, marriages break, what not happens. But Shaitan plants this one, this one seed, this is a seed he plants, and then he keeps watering it. And then everything, no matter how innocent it is, 
But when a person has put on a certain color spectacles, he's wearing green color, green, green glasses, then every white thing also looks green to him. And he puts on red glasses, and every white thing and every green thing also looks red to him. Now he is looking at everything with the eye of suspicion. That now he got suspicion on the person. And now everything is looked at with that suspicion, and just adds further fuel to what he has put in his mind. So now every word, every action, every reaction, all just becomes support for him. And then where not it leads to? Imam Ghazali has mentioned one incident. Now the incident is how sometimes shaitan uses now shayateen or ins and jinn to try and make a person get involved in the suspicion. But then that suspicion where it leads to. This is one person who was selling a slave. Now in that zamana they had slaves also. So people would buy and sell slaves. So this person was selling a slave. So now, like in the marketplace now, people come and sell whatever they want to sell. So people used to come and sell the slaves in the marketplace. So this person is standing there and he is explaining now, anybody comes, yes I'm selling the slave. And he's explaining this person's got one fault in him also. He's a very good worker, he can do this, that, very skilled, everything. But he's got one problem, one fault. Because if there's a fault, then the responsibility on the seller is to make it known. Otherwise it's a deception. So in any case, he was giving that fault and making it known that this person has a problem. He carries tales, makes up stories and causes problems sometimes. One person came, he heard about all his skills and this and that. He said, okay, don't worry about this. This is a secondary thing, is a minor issue. We'll, we'll get past this. So he bought the slave. He didn't pay attention to that fault that was being explained. So he brought him and came. Now this couple had no children of their own. So now this was a young, like a person growing up in their house now. So they started showing him all the kindness and the compassion. But he started looking around, this is a big empire here. And these people got no children also. So now I need to become, make a plan now to take this over for myself. So now this started playing in his mind, now how to grab all this. So one day, he told the wife, he said, look, your husband, your husband now is already, he is just putting a pretense in front of you that he has a lot of love for you and care for you. He is involved with somebody else. And it's not going to be long before maybe he might even just get rid of you, divorce you. So now this just turned the whole world upside down. But now she, for some reason now, can't even get to the husband to ask him, you know, what's the problem? So first he let this play, and then he said, look, I see you're very concerned, but don't worry. I know somebody who's a very, very good amil, and he can make a wonderful taweez. Now this is also another whole topic on its own. There are people who are very authentic, and there are more than the authentic people, a very big majority of those who are not. There's another topic. But in any case, he said, he can make one very good taweez. And as soon as that taweez is used, everything will come right. This is the magic that everybody promises. There's no such magic anywhere. The most important thing is to turn to Allah Ta'ala and to engage in the masnoon amal. And among the things to engage most for all the issues is taqwa. 
and dua. The realities are there, the problems are there, there's no denial of any of the reality, but the most important thing is turning to Allah Ta'ala, obedience of Allah Ta'ala, taqwa, getting away from all sin, and a lot of dua. So in any case, he said, don't worry, there's the taweez he can make, but for the taweez, what's necessary is that from under his beard, you must take a few strands, bring a few strands, now from under his beard, you're going to go and get a few strands, now how does that happen? You know, when he's fast asleep, here there's a blade, gave a blade also, gave a blade, under his beard, you take a few strands, that's what's required, other taweez won't work. One such person, who used to take people for a ride, as they say, so, he used to give people taweez, he said, this is guaranteed, 100% guaranteed. But there's only one precondition for it to work. When you're using it, now whatever, give a long process of how to use it. When you're using it, only one thing, don't ever think about a monkey. <laughs> now who's even going to think about a monkey to start off with? And why would ever anybody think about a monkey? But that's insan's nature now. Because he was told, don't think about a monkey, Without fail, that thought of the monkey will come. So now already he said it's guaranteed 200% it'll work. But now after a while the person comes and says, I used it, but it didn't work. Said, but did you think about a monkey? Say, well, how could I stop that? That was just coming on his own. Now, if he didn't tell him that, there was no chance he would have thought about a monkey, Lama Allah. But now that he said it, without fail it will come. So he is safe now. I told you this is a condition, what must I do? You think about a monkey, no? Meanwhile, his money already he took it. So this is a business, a very big business. We've got to be very, very careful. So in any case, he said, you go in, he said, go and take those few strands of under the beard. So now on the one side, he prepared her for this. And at the same time, he went and told the husband something else. He said, you know what, you're thinking that your wife is, you know, so much devoted to you. She's up to some other drama on the other side. She is involved with somebody else. And if you think I am lying, tonight you just pretend to be sleeping and watch, she might come tonight maybe to try and kill you. She might come to try and slit your throat. So now this person got a shock of his life. But now that night he just decided to now follow what was told. So he pretended to be sleeping. And now when he is pretending to be fast asleep, now he can sense that she is coming close by very, very silently. So he peeps to see she's got a blade in her hand. And she's walking very silently, tiptoeing and coming. And as she came nearer, he was alert now, he was waiting for something to happen. So he grabbed her with that blade in her hand, in that anger and that fury, he slit her throat. He didn't stop to think or ask, what's going on, why you did this? What's your problem? What's making you do something like this? And neither she, she stopped to think anything. Now that but Zani, that Su Uzan, this person planted in both hearts. He made him suspicious of her and made her suspicious of him. So now in that fury and rage that she was trying to kill me, he killed her. But when he killed her, no sooner did the news reach her family, they didn't stop to ask any questions too. They came in a whole force and they killed him. Now where it started off from? Now this was the carrying tales, but then that became the means of planting the seed. Shaitan used that to plant the seed of suspicion. 
But then nobody takes the care and the time and the effort to now just find out, okay, if something needs to be looked into because maybe my life is in danger or something is a must. So now, find out what's going on. At least ask some questions first. At least double check. Already that, is, that becomes the conviction. That becomes the belief. Now one thing led to another and where it finished off. And now this was the... Now obviously there was, would have been some retaliation after that as well. That these people came and killed the husband. There must have been some other drama after that. There were these kind of wars that took place in the times of Jahiliya. The wars went for a hundred years. Over some argument, over some sort. So in any case, this is Shaitan's manner of creating this discord, this disunity. One person says that I went to work in one new place, new company. So now I found everybody, all the colleagues there, all quite friendly, all very cheerful, very accommodating. But one person always seemed to be aloof. Sometimes I would greet him, he won't even answer my greeting. Sometimes I would say something light-hearted, he won't even smile. Sometimes I say, I'm calling at him, he just ignores me. So, this carried on now, as time went, I said, this person is really either very, very arrogant, he's got some other problem, what's his issue? He's just being so indifferent, so arrogant. So, some time passed, but he says, in any case, now this was burning within me, but I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything, but just carried on. One day it happened that we ended up sitting in the same place, so we started just talking about something. So now that we started talking on some, something that just came up in the discussion, he said, look please, I am very hard of hearing. I can hear very little. Most of the time I don't hear what people are saying. That's why when I am talking to somebody, I have to lip read what the person is saying. More than hearing what he says, and look reading him. And if he is not in my gaze, he's away from my gaze, the chances are I will not hear him. I say, inna lillahi wa inna For so many months I thought this is a completely arrogant person. You had never heard my greeting. When I called out to him, he never heard me, so he's going to respond. But I was convinced in my heart about the person's arrogance. I already declared him to be arrogant and proud. But the reality, the reality was something else. One person says that I often saw one person passing somewhere because he, that was his route maybe. And now he would often be eating something. And now people have a habit now sometimes. They're walking somewhere, they've got a packet of chips in their hand, whatever. They are walking the last book, you'll be just throwing it down the corner. I suppose it's been how ungrateful this person is. Got no other, no appreciation for Allah's ni'mads. And now this amount of, if he didn't want to eat it, give it to somebody, they'll eat it. And he comes and always passing it, just close the last book. He says, one day I decided to just stand in his way. So maybe that I'll just use that opportunity to say something. He says, as he threw that book, he saw me looking at him. So he suddenly said, See how Allah Ta'ala provides for these ants that are here. Every day I pass, I see them. So the last but I put it for them. Now his intention was that this makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, let me feed them too. So his niyat was feeding the ants. That was his niyat. So now he is marveling at this. 
that Allah Ta'ala has provided the risk of these ends. Allah Ta'ala made me the means that you pass here every day or every other day whenever you're passing, but you leave something for them and go. Now what was his action? And what was my thought? I jumped to a conclusion already. His action was based on some noble intention. And I was gone in a different direction. Bayezid Bustami Rahmatullahi he says one day as I'm walking towards after Asad closer to Maghrib and as I'm going so I see one young couple are sitting in one corner and there's a bottle in front of them and my mind immediately that is now almost getting dark now almost Maghrib time the love of these two people are sitting here waiting for darkness to envelop the whole place now there's probably there's some wine in this bottle and they are preparing to get involved in sin. So he said, but let me, nevertheless, let me just ask them, what's the problem? Why are you sitting here like this? So that I'll advise them something. Inshallah, they'll take heed. He said, I greeted them, I said, you're sitting here at this age. The person said, this is my sister. He's sitting here. We are both fasting. We have nothing to eat. We've got some water in this bottle. We're just waiting now for the sun to set. We can break our fast. He says, I was totally ashamed of my thoughts and drenched in the perspiration of embarrassment. After the Maghrib Salah, I said, I took them home and I made the ikram and fed them and felt very, very regretful and remorseful over my thoughts and suspicions and jumping to these conclusions. Now, this is, these are some lessons that these people, again, the same, the person whose heart has been purified, the thirsty has been made. Shaitan, this is Shaitan's job. Shaitan will whisper things, whisper things in terms of hasad, in terms of suzan and suspicion, in terms of pride, in terms of all kinds of evils. But if the heart has been made, the heart has been purified, then the alarms will go off. Then the lights will start flashing. A person will immediately make istighfar. He'll turn the thoughts away. What right do I have of harboring such thoughts of somebody. Do I have any evidence? On the day of Tiamat I'll be asked the question, can I provide the evidence? What what right do I have for this? Make some istighfar, make some isale sawab for the person uh, that will clean the heart out. His own job is to put the waswasa. But he, because of the taskiyah, will now counter it. And he will clean his heart out. Some thought of hasad came past. So now immediately that alarm bell rang. What right now do I have to think in this manner? It's Allah Ta'ala's gift to the person. Am I going to object to Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat? So now that, number one, he'll stop himself. <coughs> then now he'll counter it, make dua for the person. Allah Ta'ala increase his ni'mat. Allah Ta'ala grant him barakat in it. Allah Ta'ala grant him even more. Now he clean his heart out. That means of this dua. So this is the way that he will react provided that the taskiyah is made. If it is not made, you will run with it, get deeper in it. And Allah forbid drown in it. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that Allah Ta'ala grant us this taskiyah, purify our hearts, adorn it with all the noble qualities, rid us from all these evil qualities of all the badgumani and suzan, the hasan, the pride, and all the evils that lurk in the heart. Allah Ta'ala fill the heart to his Muhammad, fill the heart to taqwa, fill the heart to all the beautiful qualities of 
صفات حميدة التي لم تشغل وتنفيت إسلام تزكيا وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين Allah, 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 
شوي وبلشن زد امك يا الله الا شوي وبخرت امك يا الله الا ويكنوري جود الشن الشهنا يا دنيا الله از نوتنج وي كان هايت فور يو يا الله الله العالم يو هاف بين سو شيملس ان وات وي دي يا الله الله ان فرونت اوف يو يا الله وي بليتن تو جود ان فور ان اول ذا ثينجز يو فوربيد اس يا الله الله العالم يو يا الله يا الله وي ريجريت وات وي هاف دن يا الله الله وي فول وذ ريموشن ريجريت فور اكشن يا الله الله العالم ان اوت اوف يو كريشن مرسي يا الله الله يو اكسبت اور توبا يا الله اكسبت اور توبا يا الله اكسبت اور توبا يا الله الله العالم ان يحمد قران استقامه من الصوبا يا الله قران استقامه من الصوبا يا الله الله شيء بس ان بيك تو اول ذا فايسز ان سنز يا الله شيء بس ان سنز اوف ذا ايز يا الله سنز اوف ذا ايز يا الله سنز اوف ذا تان يا الله سنز اوف ذا هاندز اند فيت يا الله سنز اوف ذا هارت يا الله الله العالم ان كلنز اند بيوريفاي اور هارت يا الله فلي تو ذا محبه يا الله فلي تو التقوى يا الله فلي تو الاناضه يا الله فلي تو التواضع يا الله Allah make us grant us the reality of tawazu ya Allah make us truly humble ya Allah ilahul alamin remove every dot of pride from our hearts ya Allah remove the arrogance of us ya Allah remove the pride of jealousy ya Allah remove the malice ya Allah ilahul alamin remove all the bajuri ya Allah remove all the evil qualities ya Allah Allah make us true well wishes of every person ya Allah make us true well wishes of one and all ya Allah ilahul alamin fill our hearts with nasiha ya Allah إله العالمين يا الله بلسس اول الشفات يا حبيبي يا الله الا شيء بس اول الشفات الجميمة يا الله إله العالمين يا الله الا اول دوز الشفات الشفات كاملة عاجلة مستمرة دائمة الا ريموف ايفري تيس اوف ذا ايلمنت يا الله إله العالمين دول اني فاينانشال ديفيكولتيز ريموف ذا دافيت يا الله ترى بركة ايت ورد رزق يا الله ترى بند حلال طيب رزق ورد عافيت بركة يا الله الا وعافيت يا الله إله العالمين يا الله الا شيء بس بيبدي drop in grain of haram and doubtful things ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ila all those in any kind of difficulty hardship anxiety worry stress ilahul alamin remove it afiyat ya allah ila grad afiyat din ya allah grad afiyat dunya ya allah ila protect each one's iman ya allah protect each one's amal ya allah protect each one's life wealth and honor ya allah allahumma kull khairin li kulli muslimin wa muslima allahumma kull khairin li kulli muslimin wa muslima اللهم كل خير لكل مسلم ومسلمه اله العالمين يا الله الا يو بروتكت ايتش ون ايمان يا الله اله العالمين اول ذا ايفورتس ار بين ميد باي ذا انيميز اوف اسلام يا الله تو سناتشوري ذا ايمان اوف ذا مسلم يا الله اله العالمين يو بروتكت اس يا الله بروتكت ذا انتاي امه اوف نبي كريم صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله الا والعافيه يا الله الا ديستروي اول ذا فتنه يا الله والعافيه ديمو اول ذا فتنه يا الله Allah say us in the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allahu alayhi wa sallam bring all the qualities of iman alive ya Allah Allahu alayhi wa sallam Allah all those asters to make dua for them all who have raised their hands to this dua Allah you fulfill each one's jaiz need ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah that each one the best of dunya and akhirah ya Allah Allahu alayhi wa sallam each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah Allahu alayhi wa sallam Allah you grant us each and every matter ya Allah Remove every difficulty and hardship, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, Ya Allah, all that we have asked for, out of your grace and mercy, bless us with it, Ya Allah. But we did not ask and should have asked for, Ya Allah. Grant us that is well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nash'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shabi masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم 
وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله